Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, and I'm here today with my mom and co-host, Dr. Gloria Horsley. Hi, Mom. Hi, Heidi. Oh, it's so much fun today because we're in, I'm in the studio. Usually I'm in California, but this is a lot of fun to be in New York City in the studio. We've been doing some television here in New York, so it's a lot of, as I said again, it's great to be on the show. And uh, particularly, we've got another guest on, Yi Fong from uh, New, New York Alive. Is that what it's called? Live on Alive? New York. Alive New York, I want to say. And it's involved with the organ donation, and we'll be talking to her. And But she's in here in the studio with us, which we love, don't we, Heidi? Absolutely. We love having our guests with us, and this is going to be a really good show. And like you said, Mom, she's here with the Live On New York Foundation, right? Yes. And, you know, we met we met Yi Fong, and I didn't mm-hmm. even realize it until she came into the studio today. Yeah. We met her at the Association for Deaf Educators and, and Counselors, the ADAC conference, a year ago, and we did a great YouTube of her. So if you all want to go see it, it's it's up on our site. Yeah, uh, the opentohope.com site. You can uh, look at all our YouTubes. So we have a lot of them on there, and Yifang is one of them. Well, today, uh, as Heidi said, we're excited about uh, talking about organ eye and tissue donation with mm-hmm. Yifang and about her organization. Can you tell us a little bit about it, Yifang? Sure. Thank you so much again for having us here and for allowing us to even spread this message. Uh, in particular, in New York, organ and tissue donation is uh, a, quite a challenge. You know, most people know that you get on the registry um, through the DMV when you get a car. Um, unfortunately, a lot of New Yorkers are, you know, don't have an ID and also don't drive because our mass transit is so great. So we have to be very creative. Um, Live on New York is an organ procurement organization. We cover um, all of New York City, the five boroughs, all the way up to all of Long Island, Pikes County, Pennsylvania, and um, parts of Poughkeepsie and Westchester. So what we do is we work with families, and in particular, families who would like to move forward with organ and tissue donation. We are there uh, with families in the ICU when they're in crisis, and we present that option to them to donate their loved one's organs. And you have uh, got a uh, guest for us today. We have a guest on the show. You want to introduce her, Heidi? Sure. So like Yifong said, Yifong, first of all, let me tell, tell our audience a little more about her. She's a social worker and is the Family Service Outreach Coordinator for Live on New York, which is dedicated, as she said, to the recovery of organs and tissues for transplant in the New York metropolitan area. And we are also joined on the phone by uh, Judy Amarho, Am- Armiho. Judy Armijo. You got it. Do I have it, Judy? (laughs) Thank you. Judy Armijo from Denver, Colorado. And um, Judy is the mother of Alexandra, who died at 26 years old and dedicated her organs. And uh, we really appreciate Judy being on the phone today, talking about her own loss and talking about what her daughter did for so many other people out there. Absolutely. So thank you, Judy. And Judy, uh, the fact that your daughter just passed away on September 1st, uh, I just our heart goes out to you. I know everyone who's listening's heart goes out to you. And, and thank you so much for being on the phone to talk about this because it is, is so important. Absolutely. You're welcome. Uh, so, so Yifong, how did you get into this field? Sure. So um, actually, my original master's was in women's history. And I felt that, you know, seeing women's struggles, uh, I wanted to get my hands dirty, so to speak. So I thought social work would be the perfect alignment for that. So I was lucky enough to get into a social work program. And in particular, it was just kismet with Live on New York, because I had a friend who um, had met with uh, one of our managers of communications and marketing, uh, Julia, and she was saying that they were looking for somebody to work with the Asian community. And I was lucky enough to sit my room 
resume, submitting it, and they actually you know, asked me to come in. And since then, I've been such a strong advocate for our families, for organ and tissue donation, but also that meaning-making of loss. You know, mm-hmm. And it's a very special um, niche you know, that we get to do and such a special uh, place in my heart to be able to support families such as Judy. Well, Judy, can you tell us a little bit about your daughter and and how it came that you decided to do organ donation? Because I I know there are people that are thinking, um, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, have I donated my organs? How do you do it? What happens? How do people feel about it? I don't know. So why don't you tell us a little of your story? Um, Alexandra was 26 years old, had been living in New York for four years when she graduated from film school. She moved out there. She always knew she was going to move to New York. She put a plan together. She had a budget. She worked two jobs, and she was off to New York City. When she was 16 years old here in Colorado, she got her driver's license, and I remember vividly standing at the counter with her as she's checking the boxes after she passed the test, of course, and checking off the boxes, and it's Mom, are you an organ donor? What does that mean? So we discussed what organ donor was, and she checked it off. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how we started it, and we talked about it with my family. All my family are organ donors. And Uh, and you talked about it at that time. We talked about it specifically at that time, but we also had other conversations about it throughout the years, Mm -hmm. and it was a question for her. She was curious, Mm -hmm. and that was one of the best, one of the, one of the many great traits about my daughter is her curiosity. And I remember her talking to my brothers about it. I have a, there's six of us in our family and just discussing, are you an organ donor? And that's, that's kind of cool. That is. Um, so she was a real advocate for it. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, she was an advocate for, you know, honesty and truth and being organic and uh, not organic in the sense of Colorado organic. She was very much a New Yorker. Uh, But, you know, she. we went to the beach. She wanted to go to the beach that day. And I was in New York visiting her for my birthday. Mm -hmm. And who goes to a beach in New York? I I I thought that was crazy, right? So we went. I didn't even, she told me. Before I went to go there on my uh, uh, trip, she said, bring your swimsuit. We're going to the beach. Mm -hmm. I purposely didn't bring my, my swimsuit. And she knew that. So that morning, she said, did you bring your swimsuit? I said, nope. She goes, that's okay. I have one for you. <laughs> so off we went to the beach, and it was a terrible, terrible, tragic accident. Mm. And I knew when she got out of the, when we found her and they pulled her out of the water, I mm. knew she was gone. I felt it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 30 minutes later or so, you know, we are in the hospital. The We went from a rescue unit to a um I mean, from at the back of a truck, where the police, uh, the fire department, were trying to get her heart going. Oh wow! To the back of a rescue, to a rescue unit, to an ambulance, to the ER, mm. and she was in a swimsuit, and I was in a swimsuit, and they let me wow. hold her hand the entire time, and they kept asking me questions, you know, uh, her health, everything that they needed to, to, to help her. Mm-hmm. They never ever asked me, "Is she a donor?" That mm-hmm. question never came up. Mm-hmm. Three days later, in well, she was still on life support. This happened on Monday, excuse me, on Tuesday, September 1st. On September 4th, it was actually the anniversary of my brother's death. And mm-hmm. I thought to myself, you know, if my daughter is gone, this is a good day to get her off life support. 
Mm-hmm. And so I went to them and I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I know my daughter's wishes. She would never want to be on life support, and she's a donor. Mm-hmm. That's when everything changed. Wow. They looked at me, and they said, she's a donor? And I said, yes. And this is my wish. These are her wishes. Mm-hmm. That's when the New York Live On team came in mm-hmm. uh, the next day. Wow. And that's when everything changed. And their support, their guidance, they held my hand. They comforted me. They told mm-hmm. me amazing things. They said, the one thing I'll never forget is they said, when Alexandra passes, that's truly when the gift of life begins. Wow. And I found that very powerful. That, that is really When they powerful. said that to me, everything clicked in for me. Everything went into a higher level for me because I didn't make the decision. Alexandra made the decision to be the mm-hmm. donor. That mm-hmm. was her personal decision. What I did was carry out her wishes. Right. You know, it's, it's any parent would do for their child. I'm an, I was an advocate for Alexandra for 26 years. And I will continue to be an advocate for her for the rest of my life. And, and this is what she wanted. And, you know, I, I'm a, a, one of the things that has amazed me about uh, organ donation is how many organs you can give. I mean, how many things. Yufan, can you talk about that a little sure. bit? Sure. So one individual can save up to eight lives. And That's amazing. It really is. Um, it's something that I've, we really want people to think about and have that conversation with their families, you know, because not many of us can say their last act on this earth was to save somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Quite literally, you are saving somebody's life. And the power of that, the meaning that that gives to families, um, you know, just hearing what Judy said, you know, give me gives me goosebumps. I know. Me. It's uh, yeah. incredible. And you can affect even more lives with tissue and, um, you know, an eye donation. So mm-hmm. that's even exponentially more of a beautiful gift. And with research, you can affect even more individuals in terms of helping facilitate science. And um, it, it really is something that we ask families to have that discussion. Um, in that crisis mode, that is actually the worst time to have that discussion. Even on the DMV line, right, we know now that that's not an ideal place to have that discussion. You're cranky. You want to get everything done. But having that thoughtful process of how do you want to live your life? What impact do you want to live, leave here? You know, and how do you want to lead uh, in terms of, you know, who you affect and what kind of person you want to be? Mm-hmm. Now, Judy, as I understand it, you have actually met one of the families that received a donation. I've met two. Wow. Um, my sister's significant other, name is Bill, was on the liver transplant list, and we found out they were a perfect match. Oh so I gosh. was allowed to designate her liver to Bill, and he was in San Francisco. So logistically, we had to work with both surgical teams, East Coast, West Coast. They flew out. They made sure the liver was uh, what they needed, and they uh, procured it and flew across the country, and they had a 10-hour window to get the liver in Bill, and Bill had to have an entire liver because of his particular circumstances. My sister was there with me, and then she, you know, I put her on a plane, and then she flew across the country to get Bill ready for the surgery, and then the liver came in 24 hours later, and uh, my sister and, and my daughter were very, very close, so, you know, some friends have said to her recently that Alexandra's liver had to come across the country and be in Bill so she could be back with my sister, too. Wow, that's And amazing. then I met Kevin, who is 30 years old and lives in New York. 
I've seen him, met him twice now. Um, my daughter was having a film screening. Her film was being screened for the uh, 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 actors and mm -hmm. um, the people who worked on the film. And they introduced me and said, you know, Judy's come out to support the film. And then afterwards, and they said the film was dedicated to Alexandra. Afterwards, I said, not only is, uh, you know, Alexandra's not here, but her right kidney is. Everybody meet Kevin. Wow, that's <laughs> amazing. They were so stunned. That's amazing. And I found it so profound because people really felt connected. And the conversation that night about organ donation, and everybody said to me, I'm going to be an organ donor. This is amazing. That is but amazing. But to see it in action... To and, talk and, about it is one thing, but to feel it, see it, and, and to see, see the, the outcome, and see, to, and see the results, life. like you said, to, to see exactly. the people, to see these guys. How is Bill doing? Bill's doing okay. Mm -hmm. He's having he's struggling a little bit, but Bill was sixty-eight and had other issues. Mm -hmm. He had a heart issue, mm -hmm. so but he's doing much much better. Mm -hmm. And I I'll be uh, I've seen him twice. I've gone to support meetings with him at the kidneys, uh, the hospital where they did the surgery. And I'm, I was the fir I am the first donor family that has gone to one of their meetings, which stuns me. Wow. I mean, how does this not happen? Why are we not donors? I, I know that donors? that's really interesting because uh, I do a lot with the Compassionate Friends, and one of the people in our chapters son was killed in a motorcycle accident and uh, they called her up. Now that's a real shocker on the phone right after and said, would you donate your son's organs? And, and he wasn't on a respirator, so they had to get them right away. And that, that's tough for people. So having that, thinking about it and having that conversation, she did donate uh, the organs, but uh, she said it really it took a stunder. She was stunned and at first offended and they called her back. I give them credit for being uh, resourceful and willing to call back again. But have you had that happen, Yifang? So what happens generally is with organ donation, we are on site. We're in the ICU generally working with the families um, to educate them about this opportunity and this potential to be uh, a lifesaver. Um, with tissue donation, um, very often those calls are after the individual has passed away. And that happens after, um, you know, we give the family some time um, to go home to unwind, to really, you know, absorb everything that's happened. Um, with donation, it is really rare. It is challenging. You know, on, in terms of the registry, in New York City, we are 50 of 50. Uh, we have the lowest amount per per ratio of individuals, New Yorkers, who are on the registry. That's not very good. You know, we like to think that New York, you know, after surviving 9-11, that we're a giving state, that, you know, we care about each other, we look out for each other. And, you know, this really tells us that, you know what, we really need to make that effort. It's that making that decision of checking that box. You can do it when you register to vote. You can go do it at the DMV. You can go to our website, um, Live on New York, and do it through the DMV as well, you know. And so um, what happens with these families, this first initial crisis moment, um, is really challenging. There, there, there's so many mm -hmm. things going through their mind, you know. But to really stop and actually have somebody to care for you, which we do, and and we're giving you the options and we're talking about what choices that strikes me as two things number one fully realizing that this is the reality that you find yourself in and accepting that and number two wanting to make some meaning out of this mm -hmm. right and taking that choice back right none of
of our families, none, had a choice in that their, their loved one passed away. They had no choice in that at all. But making this decision is one of those first steps in making choices for themselves. That could be to such meaningful, you know, um, and such a meaningful decision for our families. I wanted beautiful. to ask you, what are people's biggest fears about organ donation? Mm-hmm. There are a number of fears, you know. Um, so for a lot of our families, um, there's this misconception about donation, that the doctors won't do everything possible to save their loved one, you know, which is absolutely not true. Um, you know, such as Judy has shared with us, you know, your loved one has to be on the ventilator. The heartbeat still has to be there. Um, the organs have to be perfused with oxygen. If that doesn't happen, unfortunately, that can't be safe transplantation. Um, there's also body integrity issues. You know, some mm-hmm. individuals, um, you know, feel that you know they have these misconceptions what donation is but there's only one incision we treat the body with the utmost respect and every family should know that and mm-hmm. does know that right um, before we go to the OR to recover and that is the right word recover um, because you know we help families recover. We help um, recipients recover. When we go to the OR, we take a moment of silence. That is how much care. I you know, know. There's a reason why our symbol is that circle. Um, if you go to our website, you see that beautiful circle. We feel it's balancing the you know, the life of the recipients as well as the continuing life of our donor families and helping them move forward and helping them understand and make, uh, you know, choices in this new reality they find themselves in. It's balancing that both the duality of our donor families and our recipients. And you also have uh, aftercare Mm -hmm. groups. Yes. We love that. Yeah. Um, With so many families that, you know, um, what we hear from other families who, you know, there are families who regret that they didn't get to donate, right? For so many families, they don't have that continued care. They're left with, unfortunately, nothing with but their heartache. When you are a donor family, you're joining a community, especially here in New York, of donor families. We have an annual trio event in St. Patrick's, right, where recipients and donor families come together, and it's a beautiful service. That happens annually. Um, we also have support groups. We had four this um, this recent year um, for a loss of um, a, a young child, a loss of an adult child, a loss of a spouse, as well as loss of a parent. Mm-hmm. So this care that we give to families we feel is just vital to our work and, you know, the least we can do after they've given us so much and given the recipient so much. Now, tell us how people find you online. Sure. They can go to our website, uh, liveonnewyork.com. Uh, liveonny.org and it's a really beautiful website we feel it shows the statistics of you know the challenges that we're facing but also helps show you know donor families such as Judy you know what resources are out there for them you know we can link them to bereavement groups to support and we continue um, to have this link to our donor families forever our donor families are with us forever so long as they choose And, and I know that you're in the New York, New York area, but I know there are also wonderful organizations throughout the United States, right, mm-hmm. for people who are living in different areas. Absolutely. So for us, we are the OPO, the Organ Procurement Organization in Greater New York City. New York City actually has a few others, has four, um, which are in um, upstate New York, in Buffalo, um, further down. But every state has their own organ procurement organization because the numbers are so staggering. We have 
almost 122,000 people on the waiting list across mm. the nation. Wow. New York City alone, we almost almost have 10,000 individuals um, who so, are waiting. So, Yifeng, you said 122,000 people are waiting for organ donation. Yeah, across the nation. Mm. Across That's amazing. The nation. And I'm also amazed at how many lives are saved by people like Alexandra mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and by the fact that she was so selfless and talked about this as early as 16 years old. I mean, it just tells me what an incredible person she was and is. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we and c- is. Yes, and mm-hmm. is. Absolutely, Judy. That's it is. A, yes. She lives on in so Forever. many ways. She lives on yeah, in, in spirit and meaning and through people like Kevin and Bill. And right. also, and, you know, Kevin yeah. and I sat, sat together at St. Patrick's at the wonderful event that, they, that she talked about. Wow, I love and, that. So uh, you all came together they, at St. Patrick's Cathedral here on Fifth Avenue. Absolutely. They have donors and recipients on one side, but we decided he couldn't sit by, over by the over the recipient side. He had to come sit with the whole family. <laughs> Judy, I love and, that. Uh, you, and then also, you've gained a son in uh, all this. Exactly. And the mm-hmm. organization has been providing me with a therapist. I do uh, telephone therapy sessions once a week. This is uh, amazing what they're doing for me. Once a week, her and I talk for an hour. And uh, what this organization has done for me is really what's helped to pull me through. That's incredible, I mean, support, Judy. Yeah, it's been wonderful. I mean, you know, the loss, we'll all have this loss forever, and it's mm-hmm. staggering. But there is support, and they provided me with the uh, new, uh, Colorado Donor Alliance and the Donor Alliance here said they're going to adopt me mm-hmm. because um, it, Alex, Alex was living in New York. Mm-hmm. But there are there are these wonderful people out there that hold my hand and let me cry when I need to and let me over-talk when I need to, but they're there for you. And it's nice to know that you're not alone right now after there's a devastating one. Absolutely. And you are doing so much in Alexandra's name to come and reach out to this, and thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you so much, Judy, and uh, thank you, Yi Fong, today. Um, I know that this show will touch a lot of lives, and I know that there's a lot of people listening that will become donors because of this show. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much, both Judy and Yi Fong. Well, Heidi, um, this has really been an important show. I hope a lot of people will listen to this and pass it on to their friends and family and let people know about it because it's not only what you can do to help, but it is spirits like Judy's. I mean, they're real heroes uh, to come and speak about this. It's a, it's a difficult topic to come in so early. It, it's absolutely amazing. I completely agree with you, and I think that uh, Alexandra is the guiding light in all this. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad that Judy had the courage to come on today with Yi Fung and talk about the power of organ donation. Thank you so much. And Heidi and I always want to remind all of you um, that are listening that we hope you'll tell everybody about the Open to Hope Foundation. And we have so many th- resources for you on our website. We have hundreds of radio shows, television shows, YouTubes, all sorts of things to help people find hope after loss. And you can listen to it 24-7, which I think is hard for people at night, don't you, Hyde? Absolutely. I, some, some of the worst times are 2, 3, 4 in the morning when everybody else is asleep. Mm-hmm. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find it. God bless, and thanks for listening. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. 
Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.